Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Noel is on an adventure. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul, Mission Control Deckett. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. We have a special guest of sorts today, Matt. We do. We have J.J. Posway. He's a new producer here at the iHeartRadio Network, the iHeartRadio Podcast mm-hmm. Network. That's a hard shrug you're doing there, man. Whatever this thing is <laughs> that we're a part of is called. Yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. It's good to good to have you here, JJ. Apparently, he knew like what this show was before getting here. Um, right, and we're still friends. Yeah, I know. It's he, a like, trip. He hasn't looked me in the eye yet, just because I kind of like ran into the studio right before we hit record. Yeah, um, and I can't see him because uh, my view of JJ. Oh, okay, he's looking at me. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got sort of this blue steel vibe going on today, so I could see how people would be, you know, a little, got bit, you. A little bit intimidated. Right? Oh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the blue steel. Yeah, I'm going for kind of an eye of the tiger thing, and I'm sort of doing it. I'm, I'm pulling it off kind of. Oh, no, I'm, I'm seeing the intensity. So, and, uh, just to check in with you, everything's uh, good. We just had our big July 4th, like, I guess, weekend. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I have some some traveling that I need to catch up on, but uh, yeah, July 4th. Woo! Woo! America! Right. I hope you had a good weekend as well. And if you are listening in a different country, uh, July 4th, I think it's weird for us to assume everybody knows this, July 4th is when the United States celebrates independence uh, from Britain, right? And the way in which the U.S. most often tends to celebrate this day is through getting kind of drunk, lighting fireworks, and having barbecues. There you go. And that's what uh, some of us did. <laughs> <laughs> that's very <laughs> diplomatic. Uh, how are you guys doing out there in the booth? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up all the way. Thumbs up. That's great. And how are you doing, folks out there listening today? Uh, do you have something on your mind? Uh, we're going to investigate some pretty interesting stuff here that may be familiar to some of us. If at any time while we're exploring this strange rabbit hole, the spirit so moves you and you have something on your mind that you want to tell us and you don't want to have to type it out, then yeah. have no fear. You can pause the show. We'll wait for you and you can give us a call. You can call us at 1-833-STDWYTK. You'll, you'll figure it out. You'll hear Ben on there. You'll know you're in the right place. <laughs> and I feel like we've established the rules of the call-in line. Yeah. Such that at this point, you know, feel it out. Yeah. <laughs> all, you, all you have to do is call. So, so we talked at the, the top here uh -huh. just about how um, honestly odd it is when someone – um, well, I, I can't speak for you, Ben, but it's an odd experience when someone recognizes your voice. Um, and on this show, it's only happened to me a handful of times. Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming that it's happened to you more because you had a visual presence on this show for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and so many people watch those videos. But today we're talking about the concept of being known. Of being uh, yes. recognized, right? To the nth degree, yes, indeed, Matt. We are talking about the concept of celebrity. Celebrity is really bizarre when you think about it. Since before the dawn of recorded human history, we've looked to place our beliefs and our values on the form of a familiar face, something that is like us. Abstract ideas are all well and good on their own, but generally speaking, Humans like other humans or things that look like humans, and they want that to be sort of a coat rack upon which ideas hang, something with which we can directly identify. So for a lot of people, maybe during the Cold War in the West, when they thought of communism, they didn't think of a bunch of ideals written by some stuffy old dead European folks, they they thought about a specific propaganda image, maybe a soldier yeah. in red marching or something. Yeah, we we are a symbol seeking being. Uh, the mm. human is, and these celebrities a lot of times, or the representations of from propaganda, are ways for us to quickly organize the way we feel about something or the way, way we should feel about something or the way we actually do feel about something or someone. Right. And we can be blinded by this too, which is a bit of a different bag of badgers for us. We can be blinded by this in strange ways. And our brains are pretty good at making things seem normal. So picture – imagine in your mind 
the the most famous person you can think of, the most famous person, caveat, who is alive today, if that person said something that didn't jibe with what they usually say, their diehard supporters are more likely to go along with it because they identify with the person first. Interesting. And the idea that they have, you know, they can be led along or led astray, some would say, uh, just by the way in which that person with whom they identify says or explains a certain thing. And this is why human beings love the concept of celebrities. In a lot of ways, celebrities today are similar to deities in ancient times, you know. People obsess over them. We perform certain rituals. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you're uh, sacrificing a goat to Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bill no. Nye or something. It can be as simple as checking your Instagram stories every day or every couple of hours or something. Right, right. Uh, or you always listen to a song by your favorite musician when you're about to do a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you always play On the Road Again by Willie Nelson when you're on a road trip. Or something that's that's like the that. first track at least. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So when we perform these rituals, we feel a genuine personal connection with entities that we may have never met and may well never meet in our lifetime. And who may not be anything like the representation that exists on whatever medium you're consuming. Exactly. So it's no wonder then that the world of celebrity is also a world rife with conspiracy. A while back, <laughs> I wanted to bring this to your attention. A while back, Matt, you and I did a strange video, which I still think holds up. Yeah. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. But in that video, we have this sort of meet the team kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and in there, you have – you built this great chart uh, supporting the notion that Paul McCartney had died and been replaced by someone else. Do you remember this? I do remember this and shout out to Diana, my wife, because she – gave me most of the information that was included in that. She helped me build that thing. She is she has an obsession like we're talking about uh -huh. with the Beatles, uh, whether living or dead. And she knows so much. She basically was like, oh, yeah, well, here's all the things. You just put this on there, put that on there. I'll cut all this stuff out. Here, you got it. Oh, uh, that's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That video is still around on our YouTube channel, which I missed, by the way. For some reason, the main thing I remember about that video is you holding some kind of pipe yes and looking and, and explaining this conspiracy thing to me and then we're in a bathroom yeah we realize we're in a bathroom and you've been urinating the entire time oh that's right because <laughs> it cuts over <laughs> spoiler uh yeah. it is safe for work we should say that we thought that was hilarious we hope you enjoy it maybe some of our fellow longtime listeners in the audience remember that one Today, we are diving back into the world of celebrity conspiracy, specifically the idea that some of the world's most famous people have been secretly replaced by lookalikes, body doubles, doppelgangers. Ooh, doppelgangers. Ooh, can I say it? So guess what? Hmm. Here are the facts. <laughs> it just doesn't sound the same with you me. You got it. Here are the facts. Uh, when we hear that word celebrity, 
you know, we're, we've been talking about this whole time. We're all on the same page. We understand what that is. Somebody who is known, a famous person, an athlete, a musician, an actor, maybe even one of those uh, Insta-fluencers. I don't even know how you say it. Oh, that's good. It, did you write that? <laughs> I, did, I did. That's it, great. Insta-fluencers. Yeah. That's good. I uh, like that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but there's a there's a thing here. And, and I, it's it's tough to differentiate, but we're going to try and do it here. All right. Between someone being uh, capital F famous, it's not really capital, but let's just use a capital F as in sure. this person is known throughout the world for some reason as a, a human person uh, that does things, but then an internet famous person that is slightly different. Yeah, I would I would say so. I, I would completely agree with that. So we're talking maybe about athletes, musicians, actors, and so on. That's often what we mean, right? When we say, mm. as you say, capital F famous or heads of state or heads of religions. People uh, who are photographed by other people all the time. And then we have and then we have the thing where people are maybe more famous in a specific field. That's probably where I would put uh, what we call Instafluencers or uh, very, very well-known YouTubers yeah. who focus on a specific thing, right? And, of course, we have to be honest, pi- podcasters fall in that. There yeah. are some – There are some. Um, maybe they count as capital F famous people who are also podcasters, but they're not famous for that. Does yeah. that make sense? Thinking about Will Ferrell right there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll get into podcasts. Right now, I think it's just Ron Burgundy. Oh, yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> <laughs> so it's strange, and it's also um, – it's a bit unsettling, the idea or the notion of celebrity because it places hierarchical value on people in a way that should not really exist. Absolutely. So with all that in mind – if we do a very broad definition, if we sort of mash up those kind of known in their field people and the worldwide known people, you know, the, the Michael Jacksons and so on, if we smash them all together into one thing, we can ask ourselves how many people in this world in one way or another would be considered famous. It's really, really tough to tell. Some, like you said, Matt, are known worldwide uh, as a kind of a, eternal position. Like the Pope changes, but everybody is aware of the idea of the Pope. Yeah. The Pope is very, very well-known. Not always very, very popular, but very, very well-known. And some people are known more in their field of expertise. Uh, what's, what's someone who would be a really specific uh, field of expertise that we know? Uh, I'm thinking of scientists a lot of times or – um, like perhaps an FBI investigator that is known in the true crime world and or the um, law enforcement field. Great. Okay. Uh, I've got one. How about Nobel Prize winners? So there's an American astrophysicist, John C. Mather, who essentially proved that the Big Bang was real, mm-hmm. not just a theory. He is very well known in his field. Yeah. But – you know, it's difficult because if you ask the average per- – this is not a ding on the average person. If you ask the average person, name your 
two favorite astrophysicists, <laughs> they, they might have a tough time. Yeah. Because most people's conversations are not going to relate to that on a day-to-day basis. So we have experts in their field, we have worldwide famous, and then we have some infamous people like the child molester Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, hey. It's not alleged. We don't have to say alleged. Let's do an anti-shout out to you, Jeffrey Epstein, for possibly actually facing charges and going to jail maybe this time. We'll see. We'll see. It's. I, I think at this point the money matters less than the potential co-conspirators who could be indicted. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be too skeptical about it, but it's, it's just so well, I, rare for people at that level to go to jail. And especially after what happened last time that we have a whole episode on about if you're interested. But uh, beware, you will throw things uh, as you're listening to it. Right. And maybe it'll be like the Westminster uh, the Westminster child abuse circle where they tossed out a few scapegoats posthumously. Yeah. And then the people who were implicated were also the people investigating it and nothing ever changed. I don't know. I, I, you know, hope springs eternal. Anyway, so we've got those people. Infamous, the villains, the well-known experts in their field, the worldwide, everybody knows who that is kind of people. How do we tell how many people in the world are, are those sorts of folks? Well, we, we have some help here in this quest, even if it's not the, the perfect uh, examination of it. It's, it's getting us somewhere, right? Uh-huh. There's this mathematician named Samuel Arbsman who, uh, who took a pretty interesting approach. In, back in 2013, he looked at Wikipedia and they have this thing on there called living people. It's a category in which you can kind of search and navigate through. Mm-hmm. And at the time that the count in 2013, the number of living people was just over 600,000, 604,174. And he, uh, you know, he even admitted when, with his own study and everything he was doing that uh, Wikipedia's notability standard was pretty low uh, as when it came to like who is famous, who is not famous, who is worthy of being on Wikipedia. Right. Some of our coworkers are on Wikipedia. I don't think we are. But no. some of our coworkers are. Yeah, we are not. Josh and Chuck, I believe, are on there. And I think maybe Holly and Tracy. That makes sense. The question here is how many of these over 600,000 people has everyone heard of? Could one person have heard of them all? That is doubtful. Yeah. It's just so many people. But with this in mind, we can at least, as Arbsman puts it, get a hint of understanding – we can, we can get a little bit of a spider sense or a guesstimate about how common fame is in the world. And so here's how his shortcut works. He divided the famous people count by the global population in 2013, which was 7.06 billion approximately. Mm-hmm. And then with that math, he got the number of 0.0086%. So much less than 1% which is probably good for everybody's sanity, right? And probably bad for the celebrity stalker industry, but <laughs> you know, they're just going to have to deal with it. This number is not ironclad by any means. But it's still pretty fascinating because it tells us when we're talking about possible celebrity doppelgangers, we're also talking about a very small subset of an already very tiny slice of humanity. And based on that fact alone, we might think 
Initially, we might think it would be easy to spot an impersonator or a replacement. You know, there's someone saying, I am the number one uh, Carly Rae Jepsen fan. Is that a person? I I think so. I don't know who it is, but I've heard that name before. Okay. So someone loves this person, Carly Rae Jepsen. They say, I've got – all of her uh, albums, videos, mm-hmm. whatever. What is she? If she's done it, if it's in the public sphere, then I have it. Says the super fan. So I would notice immediately a change, even if those filthy, casual Carly Rae Jepsen fans don't understand <laughs> the magnitude <laughs> of my work. Uh, then we could go a bit further and assume the average living celebrity will tend to be photographed and filmed more often than the average non-celebrity, right? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be. Or would it? Yes. So a lot of the things we've been discussing thus far mm-hmm. are our assumptions. We're, we're making assumptions based on, you know, evidence and numbers and our own experiences, but they are assumptions. But really think about it. If we're talking about the, the current president or any president or maybe some daytime news hosts, many, many famous people have entire groups of people, teams, mm-hmm. who are controlling their images. They have offices built around managing the icon that is their very own celebrity that is a PR little uh, gem or something right. that they get to show around and um, it may actually be easier for a celebrity to be replaced – because in many ways, they've already been replaced by all of these images of, them, of themselves, these versions, these virtual versions of themselves that are out there. Sure. You know, they've had different haircuts over, you know, the time that they've been famous. They wear a lot of different outfits. They go to all these different places and do different things. Um, celebrities, yeah, I think that's a good point. A lot of celebrities are more tightly controlled than yes. one might imagine. When we say replaced – we don't necessarily mean somebody's cutting off their fingers one by one and sticking other people's fingers on their hands, but that would be interesting. They well, they live by scripts a lot of times, right? Even if it's not uh, their own intention, like their words may not be their own. Their yeah. words may be written by publicists or speechwriters or social media gurus. Their candid selfies are often carefully orchestrated by professional photographers, and their trends and attitudes or their public stances may be dictated by deep-dive marketing research indicating the most attention-grabbing responses, opinions, or hot takes of the day. Or for some movie that they're about Mm -hmm. to put out, they have Mm -hmm. to say certain things or be careful not to say other things. So it might not be as difficult for a celebrity to be taken out and replaced. It might not be as difficult as it initially sounds because let's admit it sounds kind of out there. But the question today is could it really happen? Could some celebrity known around the world actually be replaced? And if so, how? And if so, why? And we're going to talk about that after a quick word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. 
$25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Here's where it gets crazy. We were talking about this earlier off air. Body doubles are real. This yes. stuff happened. Yeah. Oh, for real. In in two places. And the first one is one that you already know about. There are body doubles in Hollywood in filmmaking for sure. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. When when you're thinking about stunt doubles and stand-ins, there are there are people whose job it is to to look like a celebrity and either stand in light to make sure that it looks good mm-hmm. with the costume or something, and then also people who get paid to do very uh, dangerous, sometimes terrifying things, and they look like at least similar to a celebrity. Exactly, and they're but they're publicly acknowledged. They're publicly acknowledged. You see them in the credits, but you won't know who they are unless you're a huge fan of stunt doubles or mm-hmm. you know a person of a celebrity and also know their stunt double or right. team of stunt doubles. Um, but but in there's another case here, and it's politics, and that's when you have uh, a huge state actor, a figure that's known really really well, but is also in danger of being assassinated or at least harmed. Right, right. So one of the most famous cases would be Joseph Stalin. He was a real pill. <laughs> he, he implemented uh, 
controversial plots against citizens of the Soviet Union, even ministers and folks who were in his inner circle. The Pe- place that he was the leader. Yes, yes. People who opposed him were executed after a fake trial on a good day. Other days, they just disappeared. And we mean disappeared from history. They were removed from official photographs, real devious stuff. Stalin increased the role of the Soviet secret police as he became the absolute power in the 30s. And it made sense for him to use these political decoys because he was protecting himself from his growing list of enemies. We don't know how many body doubles he had. He definitely had more than one. We know about two for sure. One was a double named Rashid. And he was dismissed from the army because he looked too much like Stalin. He went home. A government agent came to recruit him, and he became a sit-in for the dictator at meetings and banquets. Somehow he survived being in close proximity to Stalin, and he died in 1991 at the ripe old age of 93. So well done, Rashid. Good job staying alive. Uh, We also – I do have to mention we also have a – episode of Ridiculous History that's entirely about body doubles in the political sphere. So it goes oh, yeah? into a little bit more of this. But he is, again, just one of Stalin's body doubles. There's one that's a, a little more well-known, I would say. Oh, yeah. Somebody uh, – how do you say his name? Felix Dadev? Dadev? Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Uh, yeah. So you can head on over and listen to that episode of Ridiculous History now uh, or you can hear this abridged version right now. Oh, this is one small fact about Dadiev. He was so good that in 1945, he was flown to Yalta and he met with President Roosevelt and Prime Minister Churchill. Whoa. After, after the, uh, after the, during the post-war organi- reorganization. Year. Gotcha. Was it, was it as the double? It was or, Stalin. They thought. They thought he was Stalin? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Which, I mean, well done, right? Yeah. So this is one example, but then we also have the examples from the Middle East, most famously Iraq. Yes. Saddam Hussein and one of his sons were really, really big, big body double fans. Uh, Let's see. see. We've got some quotes here that come from Inverse.com. It says, the late Iraqi dictator reportedly employed a roster of body doubles – uh, when you know when he was ruling, and when we say roster here, we're not talking about one or two really good body doubles. We're talking about dozen, dozens perhaps of people who looked similarly enough to him that they were employed throughout his rule. Right, he was a prolific fan of body doubles, and people would observe this keep very, very close eye on it, especially as tensions were ratcheting up in that part of the world. And they would they would read some – more or less kind of read tea leaves and try to interpret smaller clues like the way his bodyguards acted. You know, did they act differently around the true dictator than they did around his body double? Uh, Saddam was reportedly possessed of a little bit of an ego. Yeah. Uh, and he was a big fan of close-ups. And so people began to think, well, if he doesn't get his close-up in during one of his many speeches and proclamations, that means it's a body double. People were so worried about this that in 2003 when he was captured, then Defense Secretary Donald H. Rumsfeld had to like go out and address concerns that they may have nabbed a decoy 
and was, you know, they were figuring out ways to determine whether this was the real Saddam Hussein. And this practice continued. Um, oh, and just to jump in there, I remember in 2003 when Saddam was captured thinking that's not the real Saddam Hussein. And I was very skeptical of it, but I didn't, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it at that level at this point, but I was aware just through pop culture that he, that Saddam Hussein did employ body doubles. And his oldest son, Uday Hussein, was a monster. And uh, that doesn't have anything to do with his yeah. practice. He, it looks like he learned from dear old dad and he started using body doubles as well. There was a guy named Latif who said he went to school with Uday Hussein. And in 1988, he was enlisted to be Uday's body double non-consensually. Yeah, because in Iraq, you there's this mandatory thing where you have to join the military when you reach a certain age. And Uday's body double was basically told, yeah, you are going to join as Uday. And that's it. That's what's what. That's what's happening. Yeah. And the guy who was Uday's body double survived, uh, escaped Iraq, and there was even a movie made about his story called The Devil's Double. Yeah. And, you know – yeah, he is one man, the person that we're talking about. Sure. And he had some stories to tell. He had a lot of claims and it's difficult to, you know, back a lot of that up with hard facts. But again, this is a person who experienced them and then is claiming to have experienced them. But he said he got shot like over 25 times, 20, how many times? 26 times, I think. 26 yeah. times uh, uh, while he was impersonating uh, the son of the Iraqi dictator mm-hmm. as well as um, – Something else crazy. Oh, he he was describing Uday as essentially someone who was off his rocker. Oh, yeah. Incredibly violent and yeah. enjoyed torturing people. Like really enjoyed it. And, you know, it's tough because that's one person's opinion. Uh, I don't know enough about him. He definitely, I've, I've seen other yeah. documentation of other people claiming very similar things. So I'm inclined to believe it. Okay, that's very fair of you. I just want to go on record. He did yeah. torture people, abominable, unforgivable things. We're uh. talking repeat sexual assault. We're talking murdering people for the for the thrill of it, like the old Diet Coke commercial jingle. It's not surprising that he would have a body double because there were many, many people who wanted him dead for his many, many atrocities. Okay. It's just – it's like to the point where it's a lot of work for one dude. Oh, dude, I hear you. For me, it's trusting, Mm. you know, any Western source that would say that about somebody, you know, like that. I I, see. You know what I mean? That's a really good point. It's just – it's hard for me to know – where the line is of what's true because I don't I, I don't disbelieve that he did some pretty terrible things. Yeah, I see. But was it exaggerated mm-hmm. for propaganda purposes and so on? It's a good question. Uh, there is another question that we should address, which is how many more suspected body doubles are out there? According to Joe R. Reeder, who is a former undersecretary for the U.S. Army, in 2001 – he said that many, many world leaders had used body doubles to escape capture. He said Osama bin Laden used body doubles, Manuel Noriega, 
uh, Fidel Castro and more. And there were even rumors that Hitler used a body double to escape death. That is a story for another day, I think. Oh, we've got – I'm pretty sure a whole episode on that. Check it out if you're if you're interested. It It's pretty compelling. I don't know. Argentina. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, Nazi Nazi party members did escape there through the rat lines, right? They certainly did. So we also know that body doubles were used in ancient times. Not even really in ancient times. They were used up until the widespread dissemination of photography, right, and AV equipment. So it became easier to say, oh, no, 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 I've seen a picture of the emperor. Yeah. And you do not talk like him. You do not look like him. You, sir, are an imposter. Well, yeah, basically any way to record image or sound, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're just dealing with an illustration and a written document, even that has quotations or something in it, that's the only way to know the – even the president, like George Washington – Imagine yeah. how many people in the United States actually saw George Washington and then most of what people in the public knew of him throughout the world were draw or, uh, paintings. Paintings, yeah. Il il illustrations, paintings, any Im image of him that was just created from another person's imagination through looking at him. Exactly. And now that we have access to these amazing surveillance devices called smartphones – Yeah. It's very, very easy to not only take pictures of people but to find pictures of, of people and they don't have to be famous. So it seems like we're back to square one. How would you effectively fool people if you were a politician, an athlete, a musician, an actor or so on and so on in this, in this world where it's much easier to verify this? It turns out that the same technology that made body doubles and impersonations more difficult for a time may make it much easier. And we'll, we'll, we'll explore why after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. All right, that's a bit of a bait and switch. Yeah. Because we have to get to celebrity body doubles. This is the the meat of what we are this this is the the meat of the the conspiracy burger. Okay. I didn't eat lunch today. I'm just these are all going to be food comparisons. Me neither and I'm right there with you. I would like to add some uh Bieber bacon on top of whatever sure. this sandwich slash hamburger uh, we're creating here. And really there's an entire industry out there of people impersonating celebrities. Really? Yeah. And and yeah. it's it's what we were talking about right before the break too. Your your phone, Instagram, Facebook, social media. On the streets of New York City, there are people in, in L.A., my God, just everywhere. <laughs> um, there are people who impersonate singers and go do shows. There are people who impersonate actors and do events. There, uh, are, uh, there are people who impersonate fictional characters. I have some pretty good friends. Who impersonate Bill Murray? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. No, I I think that was just him. I think that was Bill. <laughs> oh, really? No one will ever believe us. I know. But uh, but I know some people who, for instance, uh, appear at functions, children's parties and stuff as, you know, Cinderella or as Snow White or something. I also have friends who do this. Yeah, and that, that seems like a, a really wholesome gig. We're not talking about those kind of impersonators. We're not talking about someone who is doing a spot-on Kiss cover band or something. We're talking about impersonators who replace celebrities in a way for the purposes of crime. And this goes back to the uh, Bieber bacon that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. More of a Bieberito, right? It is a (laughs) – yeah, the Bieberito comes after the bacon. So – the bacon is um, – actually, it's terrible to call that because I'm a big fan of bacon. Big ups to you, bacon, just for existing and being. And even though you're terrible for me and for the environment and all of those things, thank you uh, for providing your oils for, with which to cook other things. OK. Let's just go get on here. So you may, you may love Justin Bieber. You may uh, loathe him. 
Either way, there's no denying that this guy, the image of him, his voice, everything about him, it's extremely, extremely popular. And specifically with younger women, younger girls, teenage girls in particular. And there's this man named uh, Lee Moir, M-O-I-R. He's 30, he was 34 years old. And he really capitalized on Justin Bieber's popularity and not in a good way. No, he would pretend to be this teenager, Justin Bieber, online, and he would talk to teenage fans and he would start hounding them for money and then explicit sexual videos of themselves. If they didn't send him money, then he would say that he was going to post their videos online. This guy's an uber creep and – you have to imagine how emotionally traumatizing that is. Yeah. You're a huge super fan and it's your favorite singer. You have like maybe it's your first crush or something and yeah. you think that this person is asking you, an underage person, a child yeah. for what, nude videos or something? And then for some reason, this guy who has got to be at least a multimillionaire is shaking you down for cash? Yeah. Hopefully, you know – you you'd think that someone would recognize that but again that that kind of fog of celebrity it's powerful right and some people start successful criminal careers by rinsing and repeating this sort of tactic there's an impersonator named Emma Charlton who posed as a vanity fair editor Anna Wintour the one uh, the one who occurs in that film the devil wears prada mm-hmm. So Charlton tricked this guy into falling in love, marrying her, and then she just robbed him blind. It turned out she had a long history of impersonating other people, some famous, and fleecing fleecing various dudes that thought they were in love with her. So those are pretty dark. That's still not quite what we're what we're getting at, right? Uh, let's let's go to something a little bit softer. Just for a second, right? Because people also impersonate celebrities uh, for the purpose of pranking, right? Yeah. There was was this thing that occurred back in 2018 where this picture of Justin Bieber was going all around the internet. I think we may have mentioned it in passing before on this show. This is what I meant by Bieberito. Yes, exactly. Uh, where it was a it was a photograph of Justin Bieber wearing a hat, sunglasses, and a hoodie, and he was eating a burrito from the center of uh, the burrito rather than at one of the ends, and it was supposedly taken by some passerby while Justin Bieber was enjoying a burrito just out in the park somewhere, and it got retweeted so many, like, I don't even know exactly how many times thousands and thousands of times it was posted on all kinds of different blogs and it became i guess a trending thing that was occurring uh-huh. but it turned out that it was literally just some pranksters uh that were pretending to be Justin Bieber um and that's all it was the entire time mm-hmm. but you think that you'd think that with the number of people who know who this kid is mm-hmm. Who or this guy, Justin Bieber, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's a bit older now. But who know who he is, they know exactly what he looks like. You'd think that somebody somewhere would have figured out that that wasn't him. But I, it didn't it, happen until these guys posted a YouTube video explaining exactly what they did and how they did it. Wow. Weird. I guess the reaction was just so 
uh, attention grabbing, right? Well, and think about this around you on your social media, whatever you're using, everyone is believing that this is an actual picture of Justin Bieber. So you almost don't even question or you don't question it whatsoever. You just take it for granted. Oh, that's Justin Bieber. That's weird. I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I'm just going to lay it all out on the table and confess to you. I, no ding on the guy, but I am not typically in a situation where my, my Bieber count is yeah. very, very low on a day-to-day basis. Oh, yeah. Your encounters with the Biebs. The Biebs? Yeah. Is that a thing? The Biebster? I don't know. Be- <laughs> I don't know. Be Justin? Oh, all right. Well, you know, I, I wish him the best of luck in his career because it's tough work to be a musician. I'll tell you this. Tremendous respect for Justin Bieber on this side over here. Even though uh, he did, he got caught up doing a lot of things. That that has been that's a little kid that has been fighting through the music industry since he was a little kid. That's so very kind of you. I mean, come on. I don't have a statement because I I I just don't know much about him. But but we see how even a very well known person can be uh, can be impersonated. Absolutely. Very, very easily. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how famous you are. And maybe to your point about social media, it could make it easier. Now we get to the stuff that people will tend to dismiss out of hand. What if a celebrity was not consensually impersonated, right? What if they were murdered and replaced, somehow taken out? This brings us to 2015 when BuzzFeed's Ryan Broderick found a Brazilian blog called Avril is Dead, referring to the musician Avril Lavigne. The idea is in the blog that Avril Lavigne got famous in the early 2000s and then she was emotionally overwhelmed. Her grandfather passed away and she died by suicide right after the release of her first album, which was called Let Go. Oddly enough, according to this theory, the record company, the record label, did not let go because the first album was so successful, they said, okay, we can just get someone who looks kind of like her, a doppelganger, and keep the machine going, keep the keep the money coming in. A little while later, Avril Lavigne finally addressed this idea, and she said in an interview on an Australian radio station, KIIS 1065, for anyone interested. Nice. The host asked her, did you laugh at the rumors that went around where you no longer exist and there's a clone of you? To which Avril replies, yeah, some people think that I'm not the real me, which is so weird. Like, why would they even think that? For supporters of this theory, they're, you know, you're probably white-knuckled right now with your hands on the steering wheel or whatever, and you're saying, of course, that's what the clone would say, yeah, right? Or the yeah. actor would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, uh, As weird as it sounds, imagine – just put yourself in the shoes of some record company. Um, Now, this is going to sound weird, but just imagine this. You're the head of a record label. You just had one of the most popular albums ever come out or at least within the past like couple of years um, come out on your label and it's this one – singer-songwriter that is going to make you, you know, they've made you millions of dollars. They're going to make you millions and millions of dollars with their next album and everything. What if that person dies and it's kept quiet enough to where you think, well, maybe 
we can put out another album. Um, I mean, that's insane to think about. Like, Like what would you do given the opportunity, right? Exactly. You already have millions of dollars. You're going – you're set to make millions more, tens of millions of dollars. Um, What would you do to continue that money flowing in? Uh, I don't know. That's one of those age-old questions. Why do powerful rich people do some of the things that they get accused of and sometimes uh, convicted for? Sure. Anyway, so it goes to um, Black Mirror. Have you seen season five, Black Mirror? Uh, Yes. So there are only three episodes, but one of them features Miley Cyrus, and in it she plays a pop star called uh, Ashley O. Mm -hmm. And this pop star – spoilers, by the way, ahead, right after this – Countdown. Three, two, one. Spoilers. So she gets placed in a medically induced coma by her management team, essentially her aunt and some Uh other people working for her. And then they want to replace this pop star with an AI. Essentially, it's called Ashley 2, but it's created from this weird little compartmentalized PR-friendly version of Ashley O's personality. Yeah, but the the, the hardware they start off with is I, I very rarely use this word, but it's kind of cute. Oh, the little tiny robot, little thing. robot doll yeah. thing? Yeah, no, I, I agreed. But in this case, they're going to make use of holograms mm-hmm. and Ashley O's personality to basically replace the pop star uh, completely. And it feels a lot like this story with Avril Lavigne, like – to continue the money flowing in, they would do whatever they needed to do to make this person at least seem real. Right. Right. And they would be able to apply near future technology. Yeah. And it's, you know, but it's not the first time some pop star has been, you know, accused of being not the real one. Right. That's correct. This one is for you, Diana, although uh, working with us on that previous video, I'm pretty sure you know all of, all of this already. That's right. September 1969, a rumor that Paul McCartney, famed member of the Beatles, had died, began spreading across college campuses in the States. These rumors expanded. They were, there was a snowball aggregate effect because people felt they were finding more and more clues hidden in album covers and in Beatles songs. And clue hunting was infectious, addictive, and fun. Within a few weeks, this blows up and it's global. For most people, this craze was short-lived. And Paul McCartney, if it is him, has an interview where he says, no, I've, I've been taking some family time. I've been in Scotland, Kenya, places like that. I've been kind of off the grid. Because, you know, I'm massively rich. Yeah. And I can just go places like that. (laughs) And John Lennon is very stressful to work with. (laughs) That's pretty obvious, right? (laughs) I I mean, yeah. Uh, I I know McCartney also has his quirks. Sure, sure. That's true. (laughs) I just try to give John Lennon the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Right, right. I mean, right. That's that's true. Well, McCartney, though, he has this interview in Life magazine where he's like, you know, I'm very much alive or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, popped over to Scotland, you know. (laughs) And despite – denying the rumors, uh, the exaggerated rumors of his death in a very Mark Twain-esque way, uh, McCartney still had to confront these things. People said that he was a lookalike. His real name was William Shears Campbell or William Shepard. William Campbell allegedly became Billy Shears on Sgt. Pepper. 
and William Shepard was supposedly the inspiration behind the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. That's awesome. It's a weird one. Bungalow Bill. We listen to a lot of Beatles at my house. Uh-huh. So all of this stuff rings so true to me. Uh, I love it. So how did this how did this one start? Oh, there's an article. It's called Is Beatle Paul McCartney Dead? And it was written September 17th, 1969. This uh, gentleman named Tim Harper, who was the editor of the Drake Times Delphic. It was a student newspaper of Drake University over in Des Moines, Iowa. Now, this article, it uh, it addressed the rumor, essentially the rumor mill that was kind of going around the school that uh, – all these clues, if you put them together, it means that Paul McCartney has somehow died. And let's let's look at some of these uh, messages here. So it includes a message that says, turn me on, dead man. Oh, yeah, sure. And this comes from the White Album from the song Revolution 9. And it's when you play it backwards. It's that old backwards masking thing that we've talked about uh-huh. before. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> this uh, – Apparently, if you like look at all of the rumors and the things that were published, if you try trace it all the way back, you get to this article, the uh, the one that we just mentioned in Iowa. Right, 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 by Tim Harper. Mm-hmm. So according to music journalist Merrill Noden, this was the first published work on the idea that Paul McCartney was dead. Because of some backward masks lyrics. Turn me on, dead man. It's weird. Yeah. Weird flex. So we have – let's do one more example. But what about Abbey Road? He wasn't wearing shoes and he was smoking. What about Abbey Road? I'm just saying. He was standing with four people who all looked kind of alike. What do you got to differentiate yourself? Just Paul? I don't know, man. What about that car crash? I don't know. He was in a car crash in his Mini. I know. <laughs> so uh, I, I've got to say a lot of people still think that is a fringe theory, among them being the man who – as we record this podcast, claims to be Paul Paul McCartney. He would say he claims to be that because he is Paul McCartney. Yeah, he would. <laughs> it's, I, I am profoundly inspired by your commitment to this. I know. It's <laughs> do, do you seriously think it's the case? No, I don't. I will. I will. I will send you and Diana on an adventure in a foreign country if it turns out. That he is not really Paul McCartney. Okay. Accepted. Deal. I will work. My life's work now will be to prove that that is not Paul (laughs) McCartney. Uh, So we'll do one more uh, before Matt and Diana put me in the poorhouse, and that is Taylor Swift. People – this is a weird one I found. People were arguing based entirely on the photographs that Taylor Swift is in fact the clone of a former satanic priestess. Yeah, right, as you do. This dates back to 2011, uh, and people say that Swift is actually a clone of one Zena LaVey, the daughter of the founder of the Church of Satan, Anton LaVey. Whoa. And there are a bunch of videos on YouTube comparing the two. Mm, I, I would suggest – I mean, take a look at them if you want. They don't look very similar, but a lot of that is interpretive in the eye of the beholder and so on. So right now, it doesn't seem that there's – too much sand to the idea that celebrities could be killed, replaced, or taken out. We're not quite at that Black Mirror level yet. At least not in person. It is going to happen, though. 
it's going to happen. It's not going to maybe happen in person, but we are in the world of deep fakes. What is what is deep fake aside from another episode? Well, it's a, yeah, it's a way to digitally manipulate the sound and image on, on you know in digital photography and audio to make it seem as though a person, in this case a celebrity or well-known individual, is saying or doing something that they are actually not. Mm-hmm. And it's quite effective. If you go back to 2016, I'm, by the way, just watching Mr. Robot season three. And back in season two, they had just a quick little piece of video that happens on a television screen where President Obama is talking and he mentions one of the characters, Tyrell Wellick. And it at the time in 2016, I remember being... Uh, taken aback by it. I didn't understand. Like, well, how did they get the president to say that? Why would they, why would he agree to that? Like, what do you pay a president when he makes a quick little cameo? Uh, uh, counterpoint, you don't pay presidents. You donate to their foundations, charities, and campaign funds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I was perplexed by it. And I, I remember, I think we even – I can't remember if we mentioned it on the show at, uh-huh. like when it came out, but we, we have talked about it since then. And you can see there are YouTube channels online with the deep fakes that are super just believable and mm-hmm. scary, making – putting other people's faces on bodies, making those bodies say things, putting words into the mouths of uh, other people who are being interviewed – uh, if you if you want to let's just stay on the President Obama thing. If you go to 2018, two years later after mm-hmm. the Mr. Robot season two thing, you go to this video that Jordan Peele made, and he he impersonated President Obama quite a bit in his career, or he continues to do that. But for a while there was one of uh, you know one of the funniest things he was doing, at least according to me. Right, he nailed the voice. Just so so good with the voice. Well, he made a video in 2018. Of him talking and a deep faked video of President Obama saying all the things that Jordan Peele was saying. I remember that, yeah. And it was in warning to everyone that you have to really trust the news sources that you you look at. You have to trust the videos you watch. Uh-huh. Um, and it's becoming harder and harder to do that. I would say the opposite. I would say you have to distrust more stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, you you have to trust the humans that are behind the things, right, right? Exactly. You have to trust the source or you have to at least do your own due diligence on this. And Hollywood, of course, is very, very excited. They're over the moon about this. Can you imagine how much more affordable films will become? Why would you need to pay um, whomever – you know, like Julia Roberts or um, Idris Elba, why would you need to pay them millions and millions of dollars every time you make a movie when you could just buy the rights to their likeness yeah. and their voice and then use deep fake technology? Holograms are there. that They're pretty sophisticated, but we're not at a point where they can replace human beings yet. Well, and at this point, almost all consumption occurs on our phones. True. Uh, also, I got to go on this one pitch. I got to pitch one thing. Okay, so imagine we combine deep fakes with uh, AI, kind of limited AI. 
this leads us to a strange place very, very quickly. I have a prediction. I predict that in the mid future, you know, midterm future, so it's completely possible that we could democratize screenwriting and filmmaking in a very strange way, a way that would not require more than one human being to be involved. Imagine if you had something that was like Alexa or Siri or Google Home or whatever, and instead of just messing with audio, this would mess with audio and visual. So you could just say to it, you could say, uh, hey, Google or Alexa, combine Police Academy 4 and just name another film. Back to the Future 3. And Back to the Future 3. Just combine those together and make a film for me. And then this algorithm would be able to write the script for that that combines these things, take the references from the other visual aspects and combine those so that we would have something like, you know, Back to the Police Academy 4 or Back to the Police Academy 3. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. Or Police Academy to the future. You know what? <laughs> it's completely possible. And then that means the only human being involved in that entire process once this technology exists is the person who asks the question. And I, th- I, I think we're on the way there. Wow. Pretty, it, pretty stunning stuff. Yeah. It's funny too because all you'd have to do is combine some of the top grossing films over the past 50 years sure. basically – and then you could just have new hits and change the the proper nouns. And script writing is so formulaic in yeah. many ways for a lot of those films. But it appears that, at least for now, at least in the cases we've outlined, there's no solid proof of celebrities being actively murdered and replaced. Yet, uh, we do see the numerous possibilities for replacement, if not if not assassination. Uh, and we do know that there are likely uh, body doubles out there in other other forms, other uh, – I mean there's still bodies. Other yeah. forms or other applications would be a better way to say it. You know, and I, I just have to say something here. I believe that a lot of these allegations that come up with body doubles, especially with um, – celebrities who were younger women at the time when they became celebrities, uh-huh. like your Taylor Swifts and your Avril Lavines and all this, um, a lot of this feels like, I don't want to say, I, I don't know if it's, body shaming isn't the right term, but uh, the disbelief that a celebrity, especially a female celebrity, looks differently than she did when she was, you know, 17, 18, whenever she became popular or younger, um, I think has to do with our own perceptions of that and how we've been manipulated by media to view women as they age. Is that I, – I feel like there's something there. There could be an aspect of that because for sure. There's, there's an interview with Avril Lavigne where she was being asked, you know, have you heard the rumors that you were replaced and everything that we were discussing? And the images of her, she does not look like she did. At least in to whatever that whenever she was interviewed, twenty sixteen or something, mm-hmm. she does not look anything like the Avril Lavigne that we all grew up watching on MTV, and it's just the nature of growing up and changing. And I, I don't know. I feel like there's something in there with the way we treat celebrities and follow them over all of this time mm-hmm. um, that maybe we just lose sight of 
who the person is uh, when you're looking at them. Or the fact that human beings age and change. Yeah, yeah I, I don't I know. see that. So that's where we're leaving the conversation today. I know this was a really long one. I think this yeah. is our longest episode we've done in a while. Uh, so we want to hear from you. What celebrity replacement theories, if any, do you feel have some true grit? What do you think would be the most likely uh, scenario wherein this could occur? And if you have proof of it, let us know if you are if you are Paul McCartney and you're just tired of hearing this. Uh, that's that's fine. Let us know. We we hope we were fair about that case. Or just send us pictures of your favorite doppelgangers. It's often said that everyone in the world has someone who looks exactly like them. Have you ever met your doppelganger? Was it cool? Were they cool? How did it go? Tell us. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can also give us a call directly. We are one eight three three stdwytk Leave a message. We will hear it. We might get on the show. Yeah. And if none of that quite bags your badgers, uh, you want to contact us in what is now the old-fashioned way, there's good news. You can reach us directly via email. We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.